Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 104. I'm really out of breath right now because while we were running the uh, countdown, I was dancing to the music. (laughs) So I'm very out of breath. Um, This is going to be a Holy Spirit packed episode. And you guys know I'm all about just yielding to the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm about. Because if we're not about that, man, we got to just pack up and go home, you know? It's just, he's everything. He's absolutely everything. And as a church, we have put him in a box for too long. And so I'm all about it. So it's going to be a Holy Spirit charged episode. And I'm really excited. My guest today is, she's a prophetic voice. She's a flight attendant. And she's also the co-founder of Sierra Cares Foundation. And she also, I think a strong argument can be made, at least from my experience, she is one of the, the most encouraging people i've ever met in my entire life so um let's give it up for my guest today i'm getting ready i'm getting the loading guest thing ready i'm flying solo today again also uh give it up for my guest today andrea hobo hey hello welcome hey back jeff so good to have you back it's so good to be back. I'm thrilled to be on with you and just an honor to come back all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why don't you tell, there's a lot of new people since like the, cause this is your third time on Elijah fire. Why don't you tell uh, people, uh, how long have you been a flight attendant? Oh my goodness. Uh, I've been a flight attendant for a very long time. Yeah. I started flying when I was 19 years old with an international airline, um, Northwest airlines. If anybody remembers Northwest. Yeah. And um, it actually came, uh, first of all, from being part of a flying family and just a love of and a desire for adventure and travel and aviation, really. And um, and I had a prophetic word also about going to the nations and many nations. And as YWAM, a different, right? was it yeah, YWAM? it was yeah. right after YWAM. So I was in YWAM Honolulu prior to that. Yes. And um, I, that's I had a trip to the Philippines, all over the Philippines, where I got to see and experienced so many amazing things. Um, so kind of the combination of the flying family, the desire and a love for adventure and travel, and then uh, YWAM and the prophetic word I got about that I would be launched into the nations kind of culminated. And it was um, the year of 99, all the okay. way back then, right with, before the new millennium, I received the prophetic word from Larry Randolph um, simultaneously to a word with from Bobby Connor in Redding, California. Oh, wow. And um, it was probably around August of 99, right after I'd come back from YWAM. And by November, um, I was in training as a flight attendant with Northwest Airlines. Wow. And by the new year, the new millennium, 2000, I was going all over the world as a flight attendant. So um, I'm now with a different airline and an airline that I, I absolutely love in a career that has been not only a gift to me and my family, but it's been a gift to uh to be able to be a platform and pivot me in different directions and um, including where, um, you know, years into this, I got a burden and a passion to do something about human trafficking. Right. And uh, many things kind of came together, um, including other prophetic words, which is so amazing because so much of 
what's happened and happening in my life, and I know many people, is result of promises and prophetic words. And um, and I started to seek out opportunities to do something, and it opened up just by what I'm doing as a flight attendant. And I became involved with an organization called Airline Ambassadors International, where I became a co-director of the Human Trafficking Awareness Program and leading a team of flight attendants and survivor leaders, um, survivors of human trafficking, and many other airline professionals. And we worked and learned from experts, um, those that do a lot more work deeper than I do. And it's just become a passion of mine. And now, um, as a result of being a part of that organization and others, I was able to come together um, in a really miraculous story that's still unfolding. And along with two other very good friends of mine, um, we have co-founded the U.S.-based Sierra Cares Foundation, which is assisting, empowering, um, and loving and serving survivors of human trafficking, sex trafficking, young women and young girls that were originally from Sierra Leone and trafficked into the Middle East. Mm. Um, We now have on record over 600 that have been returned home. And some of you are very involved in this. Um, The first time I was able to share about it publicly was with Elijah Streams and Steve. And we had uh, donations and support and prayers pour in from you, this audience here. And I want you to know that right now there are people being helped behind the scenes that are, um, they really are victims of this horror, horror. And many have been given that second chance of life. And I, they're starting to take off in their journey of healing and also their journey of their purposes and destinies. And we talk about this often, our team, that we feel like unworthy of what's happening because it's <laughs> so massive. Yeah. And if I told you some of the backstory, even that God's been showing me prophetically through this, uh, even in my own life, how this came and unfolded, it's blowing me away. Mm. So that brings me here today. Um, I do want to highlight the issue of human trafficking. Uh, We didn't really have that in our notes. Um, I want you to know that God is also highlighting this because there is a rescue operation happening in the spirit and in the natural. And people that are um, very, like I said, more deeply involved in this, even than I am, even part of my team that are very more involved. I have a, I have, I have a piece of the puzzle that I'm just honored to be a part of, mm-hmm. but there are those that are really risking their lives and sacrificing much right now. And, um, and I know we've, you keep hearing stories of, of uh, operations, even here in the United States where victims and survivors are being recovered. And, um, and, you know, some of these people that are involved, you'll never know their names or, or, They'll probably never be recorded, but they have given their lives to this cause. And uh, I'm just honored to be a part of this touch on this. And I do want to thank you, Elijah Fire, Elijah Streams. I want to honor everyone that has sewn into this work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so powerful. And um, yeah, it's so, so needed. Thank you. This work it's is so, so needed. needed. So anybody else who feels a stirring in their hearts right now, I know Steve would totally be okay with this. SierraCaresFoundation.org. If they go there, they can donate, right? Yes. Okay. You can donate there. Another number that I believe you've attached is the the National Human Trafficking um, Awareness Hotlines, the National Human Trafficking Hotline here in the U.S. Yeah, link is in the description. The the hotline is in the description. So get that in your phone, everybody. 
And something, a couple notes on, on this subject and on this is that hotline is anonymous. So if you ever hear or see something that's very suspect to you, even if it's just one or two little red flags, there's no harm in dialing that number because there could be some connections that uh, are beyond you that they're able to pull together behind that hotline. There's a lot of resources mm -hmm. and law enforcement and people involved. And the other thing is uh, you may be the missing piece to somebody else's freedom. Wow. And this is happening yeah. internationally across the nations of the world. This is happening right here. And even things like um, our own social media platforms, uh, schools, uh, areas where young people are are lured into, um, there's so much connected and trying to grab the attention and grab the the time and the focus of our young people and our people in general. And vulnerabilities lead to that. So I believe God's raising up more and more solutions where there's going to be preventative measures, new ways of engaging our people, our youth to know how valuable they are and uh, to begin to cut away at this great evil. Well, and really quick, I actually just re was remembering a, um, I think it's really important to learn the signs of potentially trafficked individuals. And I'm going to tell a story of how I failed at this, but other members of my team succeeded because we were going through Northeastern Oregon. We had gone every year. I don't know if they still do it, but every year in Wyoming, they would do this thing called the Go Conference. Um, and it's in Colorado in Estes Park. And so we would just, all the YWAM bases in California, Idaho, Montana, everybody would just converge in this location, Oregon in this case. And, and so we went and we were driving back and it was just me and some of my friends. And um, we stopped at a, a rest stop. And it's, you know, um, in Northeastern Oregon, it's pretty desolate. It's like kind of deserty sort of. Um, and so this rest stop was in the middle of nowhere. We stop and there's this guy with a white van and he gets out. And I remember he looked kind of dodgy kind of, but I didn't really think, I mean, you know, you see people like that all the time, but I noted, I did notice there were all of these girls with him. These, they look like they were anywhere between 13 to 17 years old. And this guy was probably in his mid forties, I would say real gruff looking dude. And then there were all these like girls of different nationalities, predominantly South South American. And I go into the bathroom and um, and I'm coming out and he's walking in. I'm like, whoa, dude, that guy's intense. Um, and I walk out and I see these girls just kind of standing there and they're completely quiet. They will not make eye contact. I didn't think anything of this. I mean, I was still pretty I was still learning about this. So this was like 2007. So people didn't really, people were just starting to really talk about human trafficking at that point. And so um, I'm getting back in the car and my friends are like, dude, we got to do something about this. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, that guy, look. And I was like looking and I was like, that's when I drew the connection. I was like, yeah, that does look weird. Like, and they're like, we tried to talk to the girls and they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even acknowledge us. And they just seemed really afraid. And so uh, there were some other signs too that really made it obvious that we we're like, this is something, something's going on. Um, and so we tail this guy from a distance. So it doesn't look obvious on the freeway. 
we're calling the police like from our different phones. And at that time, people weren't, especially in this area in North, uh, Northeastern Oregon, it's like, um, it's pretty, uh, uh, not a whole lot happens. And so they were very nonchalant about it. And we're like, guys, like, this is serious. Well, we took his plates. Somehow we got in touch with the FBI. This guy was a known human trafficker. They had been trying to find him. And because of my, the girls on my team, not me, the girls on my team's efforts, they ended up catching the guy. And he was, he was like on a most wanted list and everything. So it was crazy. Like an FBI agent came to the YWAM base and talked to like the main girl that had like kind of headed this thing up. And so it was, it just goes to show like, that was a learning experience for me to be like, man, Mm -hmm. we, I, if it was just me, if it Mm -hmm. was only honestly just me, I wouldn't have noticed the guy would have walked away. So it's just, it really put like a lot of um, intensity to the situation because this is all, this is all around us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. And so true that, you know, sometimes it does take a team or a few people and somebody notices something, somebody else here notices something. And, and what I've learned is details are very important in when you're reporting a situation. Um, Yeah. um, That is so powerful, you know, um, and because of that, there were people that were probably set free of something that could have been really, really horrible. That was, that was a awesome, awesome testimony. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, maybe just one, a couple of things on this. Um, the other thing is uh, uh, human trafficking. It's the, uh, the work even in Sierra Leone, some of it is very practical what we're doing. And I know that there's been questions from people that, sometimes ask is, uh, are you um, discipling uh, these people? Are they getting Bible studies and things like that? And it's really good to ask those questions. And I want to be clear that everyone um, on our team, we're all Christians, even on the Sierra Leone side. And that's our, it's Christ-centered. We love, we have that on our website. There's also some very practical things where we're helping people that aren't necessarily Christians, some of the survivors and and some of them have children and we're, we're being able to love on them with that Christ-centered love. And it is absolutely amazing. And then there's some of the practical steps too. So even as we're leading up to some of the things that we want to do, we've got a community center that's being built. We have so much that's happening. That is truly a miracle. Um, We're helping with that immediate need. Some of the real first aid, the medical care, Um, We've got some amazing groups, even very uh, notable ministries that are international that are coming in to help us. And they've recognized what we've done. It's it's truly a a miracle of God. Um, And and then the other thing on this subject, I know it is heavy. It is very real. Um, I had a a trip with uh, airline ambassadors back in 2017. We were invited to do an anti-trafficking roadshow, they called it. And they flew us to each of their hubs throughout Asia, the Asian countries. And one of our last stop was Bangkok. We would lead training sessions for the airlines. Um, Our last stop was Bangkok and um, two of the others with me, one is survivor of human trafficking. She uh, works with law enforcement currently. And she uh, and my other colleague, we were in this night market and it was very, very eye-opening to be in this place. And I'm sure Jeff, you or people you know have, Mm -hmm. Um, And many have, um, but 
where some things are so hidden in the Western culture, they're disguised. Um, sometimes even human trafficking be, can be disguised as very, there's very wealthy, prominent areas that this is happening. And we would yep. think it's just in the slums. But in Bangkok, what I saw and witnessed, and, I, and there are amazing Thai people. They're such beautiful people. So this is not knocking a nation or a city, but this area was completely under an influence of evil. You could feel it with everything in you. Uh, the imagery on this night market, which the night market families were walking through, families wow. visiting from nations, like even Western families. There were also adults and people that had come there, many for a very specific purpose. And it was, that was what drew them there, was what they could get there. Mm -hmm. And I just bring that up to show the reality. Um, is very, very visible to see the evil. It looks like walking into the gates of hell, Yeah, the scene. Yeah, and, yeah. I've been. I I may have even been to this exact spot that mm -hmm. you're that you went to. It's a pretty. The one I went to is pretty popular for this type of stuff. Yes, and, and it looked like yeah. It <laughs> probably gnarly. is. Yeah. I say that today because uh, it, I think it is important to know that it is real, yeah. and to to try however it might be, whether it's prayer or to be involved in this thing that's on God's heart right now and being revealed, yeah. and um. And the other thing is that there, God is doing so much right now, and there's He's not only um, reaching people overseas, but but I believe whether it's something like this of exploitation or abuse, um, or even human trafficking, that please look at that number and please know that God, the God of all creation, is there with you. You're not alone, and I want to honor you and validate you as daughters and sons of God. He loves you so much. And whether you, whether you know it or not, he's been with you in the deepest depths and he's going to be with you in the highest heights. And I just, I know that God is doing something right now. I asked the Lord <laughs> leading up to this, to this message, how I could ever convey, um, the pieces that he was showing me. And I remembered this scripture and uh, it's, it's in Psalms. If you want to look it up, uh, the, the scripture, the numbers themselves are actually very profound. Um, it's about um, my voice is the pen of a skillful writer. And I was thinking, Lord, how can I ever com communicate or articulate what I've been feeling? Um, and he, he gave me that verse. I looked it up and it is Psalm 45, one. Okay. And I began to see as, as I was even thinking about things to communicate, some of it actually has to do with this nation, um, what's happening right now today with the world and also with us personally. And I started to see these pictures of who we know as 45 and some things that were happening and are happening even in the news and things being spoken. I saw the Lord sort of take me into scripture and it came alive as the stories are being played out right now in front of us that were spoken about long ago in the Bible. And then he started to do that with me in my personal life. And so um, I've got this sign up here. I just put it up to remind myself. And I told you, Jeff, earlier, but another word that Bobby Connor gave me back in that same time about the, 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 the time I got the word about the nations and everything. Uh -huh. He also said twirl. He said twirl and turn up the volume. So I'm turning up the volume today and letting God say what he wants to say. 
and I'm going to twirl, which God told me months ago, it stands for to walk in radical love. So let's enter into that radical love that he is because God today wants to announce something. He really wants to announce something to his people. He wants to paint a picture. And I know that he's going to do just that in the way and the words that, that he wants to. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. So um, what I began to hear and very anointed. Jeff, you titled the message, the architect of dreams. Mm. I began to see months and months ago, the Lord as an architect. And um, some may have heard me share this a while back, but I had a, a picture a year ago scene where the Lord was sitting at a table with me and we were drawing out blueprint plans and he was laying things like calendars and ideas and notebooks and books in front of me. And he was more than anything, he was helping me draw out and architect my days, my life, and talk about what we were going to do. How amazing is that? That's how God sees us. Mm-hmm. And then he started to build and I started to see a room full of angels. And angels were in this office with me and they were taking calls and making calls. And I do not say this to blaspheme the Lord or angelic hosts. I say it to make it such a real picture to you that there are angels around us. There's that movie Angels in the Outfield that started coming to me. Yeah. Angels that are there with us when it looks like the battle is lost, there's no way to win, and there's angels out among us. And I saw the angels also helping me file things and document things. So back to the Lord as the architect. Not long ago, a little over a month ago, I heard it again. Um, But I saw and heard the word that the Lord is the architect of dreams. And um, let's see here. Yes, so I saw, um, I heard it, that I am an architect of dreams. And I heard, what if you saw yourself as God, as God really sees you? And I saw a picture unfold. And this picture is a moving picture because I had it before. The picture I began to see was myself. And it was almost like an animated scene from a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw this stormy skies and this mountain top. Remember some of these words. They're going to mean different, thing to di- different things to some of you. But I saw this mountaintop and I was standing on the mountaintop and the stormy skies began to come around. And it was as if a battle had just taken place. It was that moment after, you know, picture the Lion King or something like that, or, or even like in Star Wars, where the battle has just ended and there's this stormy sky, kind of the silence right afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I saw myself up on a mountain. It looked like I was in a uh, warrior uh, clothing. And it was sort of torn, like from the battle, Mm -hmm. but I had a sword at my side. I was not fighting. It was at my side. And I was just looking off into the distance. And what happened is the Lord began to build on that picture. And I've often thought of it. It comes to me. And I saw, uh, again, this picture of myself. But what I saw is is as the storms began to move and the clouds began to part, um, I saw in the distance another mountain. And I'm, I'm seeing it like I'm seeing myself on a mountain. I'm seeing another mountain. And it was somebody else on another mountain, also with their armor and just after battle. Okay. And then it was more mountains of people. 
And I thought of Johnny Enlow and the seven mountains mm -hmm. and those that are called to the different mountains. And I saw that the, the stormy clouds, they began to move. And for the first time, we were seeing the remnant of people that we were called with for this end time, this great time of life and this great time of what God's building. He's building in the seven mountains. He's building in his army. He's building in his remnant. And then beyond that, I saw the sky begin to clear and become sunny and beautiful. And in the clouds were a great and mighty army of the hosts and angels, wow. glorious gold armor shining. And they were all around us. And it reminded me of the scripture. I have it written down that, you know, um, there are far more that are for us than those that are against us. So I began to see this, this picture and this vision. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about why I felt to share the vision in a second. But as the master architect, I saw again, the Lord laying sheets upon sheets of transparent building plans. Maybe architects and builders will recognize this, but I saw it in a movie a long time ago. And it was as if a page overlaid each page and the one page would have one tiny part of the building plans and the others would be in different spaces. But as you laid the sheets upon each other, one upon an another, and they were overlaid, the message became clear. The building plans came together. And I believe that God is saying that in multiple things right now. There's many prophets and people that have gotten things that may be contradictory. They may even seem like, how could this be true if this is true? Mm -hmm. But what I believe is God is bringing things together right now. Wow. And it's going to be bring a master, uh, just light to shine on these architecture plans to see the beauty of the overlay of all that. that he has done in his people and spoken and all that he is doing in you personally. Wow. I love that. Oh, that's great. Coming together. Yeah. And I think too, we get so focused, we can get so focused on our sheet and be like, it looks like this. And the other person's like, no, it looks like my sheet. Yours is a completely different shape and orientation than mine. I'm right because I got it from the Lord. And that person's like, but I'm right because I got it from the Lord. And you're like, I think we need to, we need to dream a little bigger <laughs> because it's all part of, of a singular picture. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a, that's great. I love that. Oh, I do too. Yeah. And you know, it was beautiful. Like, I guess sometimes you can be so focused on something or seeing something. But today in the morning, I started to realize um, something really beautiful about this, the title of today and this message. Um, and that is that, uh, you know, I saw it as the Lord as the architect back as I, I just am blown away by by what he's doing right now. But um, Jesus was a carpenter. Jesus was a builder and he got that from his father, his earthly father. He got that from his heavenly father. God put that in him. God, the architect of the entire earth, had his son become a builder and a carpenter, like master artist, master mathematician, master storyteller. And I just thought, whoa, you know, I've been, I, I've been seeing the Lord take me from the Old Testament to the New Testament, from the old to the new to the old. And if you've ever heard anything about Robin Bullock's message, um, somebody wants to look into that further. You know, the Lord loves to announce things. And back in the Old Testament, um, with Abraham and Isaac, he announced something uh, indirectly. He showed a picture. And he announced the coming of the Lamb of God, mm -hmm. the Messiah, when 
when uh, Abraham laid Isaac down and in that moment, the Lord showed him the ram in the thicket. And Robin Bullock does an amazing job of telling that story. He's probably done it on the Elijah, on Elijah streams. Yeah, I'm sure. But it shows this picture. And then you see in Isaiah, when um, the Lord announces, it's announced through the prophet, the coming of uh, Emmanuel. And so in that moment, it was announced. In the other moment, it was shown as a picture. And then you see Jesus. And how he speaks in pictures. He speaks in storytelling. He often speaks in code. So this master architect, this master storyteller, he's speaking all the time. He's speaking all the time. And I, I went to the verse, you know, about my sheep, John 10, 27. And then throughout that book and throughout every time the Lord talks about his sheep, it's so beautiful. But in the scripture, it is, um, I don't want to say it wrongly, but is um, my sheep hear my voice. And, uh, oh, look, now I'm, they know me. They know me is the last part or the part of that scripture. My sheep hear my voice or they listen to my voice, depending on the translation. Yeah, John 10, 27. Yes. Um, well, the, the part that I have is my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So that's yes. like the NIV version. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you look throughout that scripture, um, and the scriptures around it about the sheep. And the most beautiful thing is the Lord says, I know you. Mm-hmm. He says, I know you. And, um, I wrote this down. He's, he says, do you know who you are? I am who goes before you. I am who is inside you. I am who made you. I am who opens doors for you. I am in you and you in me. I am yours and you are mine. Do you know who I am? And I started to think about that with the sheep and the beauty of the Lord and how he he, he sometimes doesn't tell us things specifically. Sometimes he did announce things to come but he would often paint pictures, but the God of all the universe knows you. That could almost be the one sentence to be focused on. Have you ever wanted to be fully known, Hmm. fully loved for all that you are? The highs, the lows, the things that you're afraid to tell people that maybe you think you're crazy because you've got big dreams. Maybe you just wish that you could be fully known by someone. And he knows you. He knows you so well. He's created and built this life and this destiny for you from the beginning. And, you know, the architecture of God, he, he's so specific and he's so often coded in his messages when he's sharing about numbers or things. And, um, you know, I, I heard uh, last month in August, leading up to August, there was a kind of a telling, uh, a foretelling of something on um, something about 45. Mm-hmm. And it was pointing to the date 08-08-2022, And I, I began to to hear that something very significant would come in, in 08. And I'm not a deep study on numbers. Um, and I don't mean to talk about numerology because I believe that God does speak through numbers. Mm-hmm. And I think that everything the enemy tries to counterfeit and copy, it's originally God. So yeah, I think it's a great, yeah. 
Yeah. And he start. I started to see eight and eight and the number eight on 0808. What ended up happening was a certain place was broken into. Some things were stolen. Yeah. You guys all know what we're talking about. <laughs> and, and I started to see God unfold that both in the natural of what that meant and then in the spirit. And then personally, he speaks on many wavelengths and frequencies and the number eight back to twirl. Let's see. I don't know. <laughs> the number eight is often referred to in, in ice figure skating dance. Um, it's talked about in the Bible. It's talked about in different ways as kind of this constant yeah. This flow, this thing's this coming together, thing, yeah. intersecting. And, and in the Bible is referenced quite a bit. Eight is the number for new beginnings. And eight is also the number. It's the eighth um, thing that God created was man. Hmm. And it represents mankind. It represents you, his son and daughter. And what he did in the very center of his plan was man. And it was man that would build with him, be with him, dwell with him. And so I started to see that about the number eights and realize um, about what was stolen. And then I noticed in the natural things that were announced that they were returned to this person. Hmm. So I think that's very prophetic yeah. of some very literal things that are happening. It's also very prophetic of things being returned to you, mm -hmm. to this nation right now and the part about um the vision so back to numbers i was on elijah streams on february 24th which is 224 and i it was uh about 11 50 a.m on the clock behind steve in that episode so 11 50 a.m on the clock on the february 24th 2022 word called um uh god says it's time to laugh I began talking about um, sharing part of a word that I had gotten. And part of it was an announcement from heaven. Mm -hmm. And I was planning to not share that word, but sort of leaked out. And I announced this birthing, a birth announcement from heaven. And Steve jumped on that a few moments after I said that. And he started to talk about something that came to him the day before about the casting out of nines. Hmm. So on February yeah. 24th, on the 24th day of the second month, there's this announcement of the birth announcement of heaven. And there's this talk about the casting out of nines and you will not be cast off. You will not be cut off from Steve. And then I began to talk a bit after that about the dream and word I had for 45. So mm -hmm. from 1150 a.m. on is sort of this picture of a few things being announced and birthed right now. And I began to follow that. So the month later, on the 24th day of the third month, I was on Elijah Fire for the first mm -hmm. time. And I wondered when you invited me back if it would be on the 24th day of the sixth month, which would be June 24th. Well, you invited me back on on June 20th. Oh. So I thought, okay, there must be a reason. Yeah. And uh, the 24th has been uh, in my mind uh, and in my heart for years. In 2005, I received a prophetic word on 6-24-2005, the 24th day of the sixth month. In that word, it said that three months, first of all, the word, it was in a public place. The person giving me that word was didn't know me. I was in an audience that was very large. 
And my sister came into the building, it's probably almost a thousand, maybe hundreds of people. She came in a separate place. She was going to try to find me. And based on the word that that person was giving, she knew it was me. It was so accurate. So she looked for who he was. No pointing. way. So the word was so accurate. <laughs> it was awesome. that moment like in um, the woman at the well, well, where she went to tell, to tell the people that this is the man that told me everything. He told me everything about me. And it was like, that's how the word came to me. It was so many details personally that nobody could have known but God. So that happened on 624. At the end of that word, he said, mark my words three months from this day. So that would have been on 924. Um, he said, there's going to be he, a lot of it's personal, but it would be something really happening in my destiny, family and other things. Mm -hmm. Three months that from that day on 924, 2005, um, again, this is in the ninth month. So we were talking about the eighth month. This nine thing is also revealed. So the 924 word that I got um, was called out again, actually by the same person. And none of this was planned. I just happened to be there that day. And it was in a different city, different place. And the word that came was part of it was um, you are called to tell a vision. And I heard it and I kept hearing it like, tell a vision. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to tell that vision of the mountaintop earlier. And I think there's some more that's coming through this. It's all really casting a vision and a picture, this yeah. plan of God. Mm -hmm. So on 24 every year, I look at that date. 924, every year, I look at that date. This year on 224, I was on Elijah Streams. On 324, I was on Elijah Fire. And then on 624, something happened. Uh, Roe v. Wade was overruled. Yeah. Now, on my birthday, which is in April, so a few months before, I had a very profound encounter. Um, and I heard a ruling in the spirit. Um, I live in California. There were some things unfolding in that time. And Bill's currently in the works that were very, very bad against human life. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I say this, uh, please, uh, you know, just grace on grace on this. But but there was uh, rulings that were trying to take place against human life. And so back forward to this uh, 624, when that ruling came out, it also came after that thing that Steve had announced on February 24th about you will not be cast off. It also happened after a time that uh, Mike Thompson Remember, there's these sheets being laid upon each other. Right. Mike Thompson talked about ro uh, rockets. You're going to be launched in February. People, are you going to be launched in February? And he heard yeah. that leave in December of 21. And the launching. So I know I'm circling, but it really all comes together. So yeah. this no, I get it. Or 624, this uh, Roe v. Wade, this back in February, the, the rockets are being launched. You know, sometimes you hear a word. And sometimes your life is a prophetic message. So when when um, Mike Thompson announced that about the rockets, I had had a dream of myself being launched as a rocket. And I don't think I'd heard wow. that word yet. I don't know that I had, but I don't think I had. Within days of having that dream, I was, uh, I was in Kona, Hawaii with my cousin. Her husband mm -hmm. was a boat captain. And we saw something flash over us. And it was the International Space Station. And I started to look into that a little bit. And then within a very short time after that, I had somebody on my flight 
and I brought this picture and I've noticed a SIM insignia of a company on his shirt and somehow in conversation, I just asked about it and he ended up giving me uh, the first mission patch for uh, SpaceX. Oh yeah. Wow. It's the yeah. first crew mission patch, the official like NASA SpaceX. And so to all these things about rockets and taking off and launching. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. And then that word in February uh, about we launch. And then this thing in 624 about, um, about life. And, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's so much that's about to be birthed and born and concerning abortion, everyone that has ever been touched by that, impacted by that, or, or will yet still, you are so valuable and loved mm-hmm. by God. You're so loved by God. And I pray that just the anointing of this um, will touch many. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a message I believe is might be connected with Krista Elisha sharing about this love of God of those that have lost pet babies and that have children in heaven. Um, but this, this birthing, there's new things that are being birthed this year. And 924 this year, this falls at a time of the ninth month. So we're in this ninth month. It's time of the the Feast of Tabernacles. It's the time of the new year, Rosh Hashanah. It's the number nine that represents the birthing, represents the ninth month of pregnancy coming to that point of birth. And we're really here. Something's culminating in this time that is so, so special. And um, let's see. So, yeah, I'm time. Oh, you're good. Don't don't even worry about time. Like, I want I want you to get out, release what you need to release. So, the other thing that I got, and I want to really get to something at the end for a few minutes. Um, it's very, yeah. it's the announcement God wants to do. Um, there is a prophetic thing about uh, trains. So, put some of these pictures. Remember, it's all coming together. Thank you, Lord. Um, but in this time, so the ninth month, 924 is coming. We've got this birthing that's happening right now. Promises being birthed and about to be birthed right now. In the same time frame, there's this message about a train. And Johnny and Loan, the last two messages that he did on Elijah's streams on Rumble, mm-hmm. touched one of them touched on a train and the, the message of the train. And I've been hearing about a train for a while. And I remembered this morning about two things that kind of met with this train thing. Number one, there's something concerning the trains and the Amtrak in our nation right now. And some news, I don't even know what's actually happening to it today, but it's been in our news. And I remembered back in Canby, Oregon in uh, 2004, I believe it was 2004, Graham Cook shared, um, this is the same conference where Kim Clement was there. He prophesied over Graham and he prophesied over Steve, a profound message. And I heard it and saw it. Mm -hmm. Um, But somewhere in the rest of the days of that conference, Graham was giving a message and he was teaching on the prophetic and hearing the voice of the Lord. And he put up an image of 
this train that had crashed into a building looked devastating. And he started to ask the audience, what, what do you think this represents? And of course, people started to see and hear and speak out like devastation, crash, you know, all these different things about a crash. Um, but then Graham sort of backed up in the way that he does and sort of put his thinking cap on, like, what if? What if the train is the Holy Spirit? And what if this structure represents the structure that's about to crash through? Hmm. Or Holy Spirit takes the rain, takes over. It's all Holy Spirit. And I felt that was a picture right now of anything that we see as a crash. Um, do not be afraid do not have fear. The Holy Spirit has got it. And I believe that's yeah, what Johnny said. The Holy Spirit has the reins of this uh -huh. thing. Let that be a sign to you, yeah. even about this train, about the word crash. The Holy Spirit has the reins of this train and this move. He's got it. And he's got you. And he's giving courage because there's really, uh, there's no fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. And that's mm -hmm. who God is. And there's Amen. so much to have hope for right now. Um, so, so thank you, Lord. Um, the birthing, the birthing that God is about to do, he's releasing a birthing of, of destiny promise. Um, he's releasing so much, so much in this time. And, um, yeah, Lord, I just ask you to show me which way right now that you want to go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, thank you, Jesus. You know, back to, um, he's the master architect and he's pulling so many things together with numbers and words and prophetic messages in this time. Mm. And only God could orchestrate, calculate, communicate what he is right now. I've um, been astounded by what I've learned of the complete accuracy and the calculation of God back to the number eight, back to these dates, the 624, the 924, the ninth month, uh, what he speaks of in his word and how he applies it to us and how he speaks to us personally. Only he could do that. And um, I felt to share a little bit about um, just before this announcement is the it's the code language of God. You know, there's codes that are used for evil. Um, there's codes that are used in baseball, in football, in um, the military. There's codes that are used in so many ways to communicate to us, even things on um, global matters, on uh, national matters. There's communications happening through leaders and government that, that often are uh, code, they're code. And it's really fascinating when you look at people like, like the code talkers in the wars. And I started to see the Lord's code just jump out of the Bible, of his word. And as it relates to things that are happening right now. And um, I started to do a little research and I heard about... Um, I refer to this one article. Let's see if I can find it here. Yeah, you're good. Um, 
is an article called The President's Army. And I came upon that recently. And I've got, there's a lot going on here, but that's okay. God's got it. Yeah. So I came upon um, an article uh, about about the army, about the military. And in the natural, I have relatives that are currently in the military. And I have friends and people in my life that, that have been before. Mm-hmm. Um, one such individual, uh, so he was technically not in the military, but my great uncle, Archie Mitchell, he was, uh, he and his wife were, they treated lepers. They worked with doctors and missionaries in uh, Cambodia and um, they, they loved the people there. And um, during the Vietnam War, they were actually taken captive by the Viet Cong soldiers to help treat them because of their medical experience. Now, my great aunt escaped. She was let go. She was freed and came back to the United States, uh, my Aunt Betty. And she worked with Cambodian and Vietnamese refugees of just her heart and passion, just such a love for the people. My great uncle, he never made it out. Hmm. And he uh, passed away in that prison camp after, you know, the state would come and share that he, they heard he was alive for years and years and years and years. Um, before that, my uncle Archie, who had an ama- amazing legacy, he had been in Oregon um, so prior to this and uh, Bly, Oregon, and on this these grounds that they were helping with a, a children's, like a Bible school or children's church, um, one of the little girls found what she thought was a, a balloon and it was an explosive. And it was, uh, this resulted in the deaths of some of the children and people there. Mm-hmm. My uncle survived it. And um, there's a huge healing that ended up happening, a reconciliation between Japan and the United States, but it was the only recorded deaths in U.S. soil uh, during World War II. And our, my uncle Archie survived that. His wife did not at the time. He married later, and then he's in this prison camp. So I often think about what he thought about, prayed about, what his life was like. And so... Um, so I was thinking about this with, with the military and with those that have given their lives. And I was thinking about, you know, God and his code and his messaging and his language and how he speaks in symbols and things much like um, the military has to. Mm-hmm. And it's even more, more brilliant than that. Um, and I, I started to look up things like irregular warfare. And the Lord took me back to, to David in the Bible and when David would go up, he went up, they had the, the battle with the Philistines and David, the man after God's own heart that God loved so much, David inquired of the Lord, Lord, shall I go after them? Shall I go up? And God would communicate with David and say, yes, you shall. You should t- surely overtake them. And then again, David inquires of the Lord again. And the Lord gives him a specific way of going about warfare. And it's irregular. Mm-hmm. Irregular warfare Definitely. happens yeah, in the spirit. It happens <laughs> in the natural. It happens in the military. Yeah. So this irregular warfare that he gave was to go, to go around to the front of the Philistines camp. And when you hear the marching atop the trees, that will be your sign to go. Okay, so 
there's a lot of irregular warfare in the Bible. God gave Esther the plan, and it was to kill the Lord's enemy with a feast. But God and man together had to do it because Esther had to know and hear him. She had to reorganize the feast for a different day so that in that time, the king would have a dream and the chronicles would be brought to him that he would read concerning uh, Mordecai so that the very thing and the enemy was brought into this feast. Esther threw the feast and Haman was there, both feasts. Haman was present. So I think that speaks of somehow the Lord bringing his leaders, his people, his kings, right into the middle of the enemy's camp and doing something from within that wins the battle in mm. an overt, irregular way. That's really good. He did this with, uh, with Joshua, with David and the stone and Goliath. We're talking about irregular warfare. So in this, this morning I heard, I actually heard it as a song, and I don't know if I'll hear it again to sing, but I hear, do you hear the marching on top of the trees? Hmm. Do you hear the sound inside of you that's rising? Do you hear the victory sound? Do you hear the sound of your, of your armor, of the sword and the shields and the breastplates? This is a time. It's a time of war, but it is a good war. It is the war that you were made for. The battle belongs to the Lord. Do you hear it? Do you feel the wind begin to blow? Do you feel it rising up inside of you right now? The victory is yours. The victory is yours, says the Lord. He's tuning us to hear his words, his, his words in the wind. Mm. He's preparing us for what is about to come. The whole message of the 24th day of the ninth month is in Haggai. It's Haggai, the call to build the house of the Lord. On the 24th day of the sixth month, in, in chapter one of Haggai, it talks about some of the mistakes of building our own houses and the Lord's steering us a new direction. And it says on the 24th day of the sixth month, this began to build. The 24th day of the ninth month was the building with the Lord. And um, this is what he is doing and speaking right now. Although this was from Haggai, we are living in a picture of Haggai. It has to do with the nation. It has to do with our lives. It is the call to build the house of the Lord. So on, here it is, the last, uh, the last verse in Haggai 1, it's um, 15. I'll read part of 14. They came and began to work on the house of the Lord Almighty, their God, on the 24th day of the sixth month in the second year of King Darius. In the second year of King Darius, very telling and prophetic how God's speaking. So it continues on in Haggai 2. So 624, we saw that overruling. That was announcement of the overruling of Roe v. Wade this year. But really, in February, there was something that had launched, and it was likely done behind the scenes, which I believe that we'll find more about that. But in, in Haggai 2, the word um, at the very end, I'll tell you, speak on this, this whole 
this book is very short and it's worth going through. Zerubbabel, the Lord's signet ring. The word of the Lord came to Haggai a second time on the 24th day of the ninth month. Tell Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, that I will shake the heavens and the earth. I will overturn royal thrones and shatter the power of the foreign kingdoms. I will overthrow chariots and their drivers. Horses and their riders will fall, each by the sword of their brother, his brother. On that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will make you my servant. I will make you my servant Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, declares the Lord. And I will make you like my signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares, declares the Lord Almighty. He speaks of the blessing and the latter house being greater than the form. The glory of the the glory of the latter house being greater than the glory of the former house. What God is doing right now is about his glory. It's about his kingdom. It's about you. There's the old house that is coming to naught, and his new house is being built. And he is the master architect, and you are the center of his plan. Mm. He is raising up men and women, sons and daughters, on seven on many mountaintops and seven mountaintops. And you're beginning to arise a great and vast army and you will see each other. You will see the remnant that you are called. This is your time. Arise and shine for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. See nations shall come to your light, kings to the brightness of your dawn. Look about you, nations assemble and come to you. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I heard um, really quick. Um, I do feel like um, you were talking about unusual warfare, and I really feel like there's some people who are in work situations right now where you're like, Oh God, please, please let me get out of here. Please. I don't want to be here, but you are actually exactly where you need to be to do what God is going to do. see, you can't see what God wants to do in this situation. Some of you are in leadership positions within companies where you're like, God, please open up another door. But the door, the open door that you need to be walking through is the one is the situation that you are in right now. And, um, and that God is beginning to shift things on the earth. You know, when we talk about war, we're not talking about physical war. We're talking about spiritual war, which to me is more, more powerful and more effective. We have a lot of, we have a lot of weapons at our disposal on a spiritual level. Um, when we engage in the spirit, we're allowed access into things that we wouldn't be in the physical, right? Like I can't just walk into the Pentagon right now, but in the spirit, I absolutely can. And I can, we can wage war in the spirit on that level. And that to me is like amazing. Like that, mm -hmm. I get so pumped up with that kind of stuff. Um, but there are people right now that are in situations where God wants you to be exactly where you are and to not be frustrated. So, Lord, I ask that you would shift their focus right now, that you would open up the eyes that need to be opened up to realize, whoa, like this circumstance that I thought was bad, all of a sudden I see, I see a fraction, a measure of how God sees this situation. And so, Lord, I ask for 
wisdom and revelation, the spirit of wisdom and revelation to hit these people right now. I speak against frustration and discouragement. That is exactly what Satan wants us to be. It's frustrated, discouraged, nearsighted. Um, and so, Lord, I just ask that you just expand people's uh, understanding of their situations right now as they press into you. But see, that's the key, pressing into you. And so, Lord, we just ask for more. We ask for more in our situations, Lord, that if any of us are in uh, a, a, there's a, a relationship in your life that might actually not be as bad as you think it is even. And so, Lord, that you would give us the, the eyes to see, to see things as you see them, Lord, in Jesus name. And that, God, I thank you that scripture confirms that we you command your angels concerning us so that they lift us up in their hands so that we will not strike our foot against the stone, that we will tread on the lion and the cobra. We will trample the great lion and the serpent. And so, um, God, I just, uh, God, I just, I just pray for a, um, just a greater awareness, a greater awareness and excitement, a joy that these are not dire times. Yes, there's dire things happening, but if we could just shift our focus to see what heaven sees, oh man, so much more grand, so much more exciting, so much more joyful. And so, yes, Lord, we just say yes and amen to that. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank mm. you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can continue. I just, I, I had to, I had to say that. Yes. Okay. Let's see. Thank you, Jesus. This is the most exciting time. Mm -hmm. It's so exciting what God is about to do. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. So, um, yeah, this you know, there's, there's so many things that God's handing out and doing right now. And some, uh, I just want, I want you to just receive, um, receive the courage and the joy of the Lord. I just yeah. pray that that would Holy spirit, let your joy, let your courage, yes, let the excitement that we are at the center of your plans. Let that fill our every being because no matter in all that God is doing, you are the center of his plan. You are the heart of his heart. That's good. He loves you so much. The God of all creation. He loves you more than you could ever imagine. And this whole thing is about you. The whole thing is about you. It's to honor the Lord. It's for the Lord. It has always been about a king and his kingdom. And it's always been about you. It's always been about his love for you. You are royal. You are his sons and daughters. He knows you so intimately, more than you know yourself. And he fully, fully loves you. You are his inheritance and you are being gifted right now with new new armor with new faith i even pray lord for an anointing of the gift and the spirit of faith to be released 
that you would know that you would know that you would know who you really are. Mm. If you saw how heaven sees you, what would we do? We are his everything. We are his workmanship, his creation. We are the ones that carry his own heart and DNA. And the angels hearken to the word of the Lord. They hearken to you when you speak, when you decree, when you speak of him. The angels, they're hearkening in right now. Hosts in heaven are, are gathering right now, culminating. There's a moment culminating. It's coming very soon of such celebration, celebration of this new glory of the latter house that God is bringing together and the glory he is bringing together in you. You are his house. You are what he is building in. You are what he is adding to and making magnificent so precisely down to the very measurements as he records them. He's so specific and intentional what he's building in you. Watch as these pieces and these sheets upon sheets come together in your life. Whether you feel very, very alone right now, or whether you feel excited and you're surrounded by those in your life, God sees and knows exactly where you are, and he's got exactly what you were made for ahead for you. And that's why this, this ending of this message that I feel, this is a proclamation for right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to decree this by the Holy Spirit, as I believe just I am a vessel of him. Lord, thank you for speaking. I decree right now in the name of Jesus and before your people. I am crowning you. This is the Lord. I am crowning you. I am marking this moment. This is my announcement. I am crowning your kings, your leaders, your nation and the nations. I am crowning you and I am marking this day. Remember this day, this month, this year. You will look on this day and see all that was fulfilled. I have come to paint a picture for you and to decree an announcement from heaven. This is the proclamation of the king. Remember this day. Remember this month, remember this year. So some of you, his remnant right now, are like what I was looking up earlier. There's, um, there's soldiers and uh, units in the military that are undercover. In fact, um, 45 has spoken to their and on their behalf mm -hmm. many times if you look at some of his speeches. He often highlights those that are serving our country that have laid down their lives for our nation. And I begin to look up and hear about irregular warfare and the hidden and even ghost armies. So as I read what I read, I was blown away. And it hit me that it was more than just what I was reading. It was a picture for some of you. And what, what the Lord showed me is just as you look it up, this can be looked up about ghost armies and and there was one such unit in uh, World War II that were sent in Hitler's day. And they were referred to as a, a ghost army. They were actually referred to as a deception operation. And they were artists and people of different, not necessarily mili certain military skill. 
and they were brought in to bring inflatable weaponry and things that created an illusion. Again, it's this irregular warfare. It was something to throw off the enemy. But these were people that were artists and mm. those that were in this position doing this thing. They were part of this military operation. That's prophetic in itself as the artists, yeah. the people that are being raised up right now. Mm -hmm. So I begin to see about this undercover, this military. And I read some specific uh, statements from the author. And he said, these ones that have been not just that unit, the deceptive unit, but other units that are in very tactical hidden army operations. It said that some of them will never be known. Hmm. We can never know their names, um, what they did. They can't be recorded in history because of the seriousness and the reasoning to keep it secret and hidden. These are ones that have laid down their lives that will not be known on the earth, but they're known in heaven. I began to see this as a picture for some of you specific ones, this is a remnant of you. One of you, I know very closely. And what God wants to do is right now for this remnant of hidden ones, you know who you are. Your names have not been out there. Your words have not been read. You've been involved in very deep things and assignments with the Lord. We'll know in heaven and some of you will know in earth. But I want to honor you right now. This was a gift that was given to me, a prophetic gift. It's called a challenge coin. This is a statement of honor. It's a medal. And one of the things God wants to announce to you is a medal of honor. He wants to validate you and honor you before man today, before heaven and earth, for laying your lives down for his kingdom. He wants to honor you for praying in your secret place, in your prayer closets. He wants to honor you for praying for your family members, even for praying for this network and these works of God. All of heaven honors you today with the honors and the medals of heaven as his secret special operations. You are being given honors and medals and presented rewards right now in the name of Jesus. And I honor you. Thank you, Lord. You are known and you are crowned. You are marked forever in the books of eternity. And we thank you and bless you. Yeah. Wow. And at the same moment, there are medals and there are honors and there are assignments being given out to some of you. You are artists, you are writers, you are singers, you are doctors, you are teachers. You are servicemen, you are soldiers, you are warriors, you are coders, you are inventors, you are gamers, your mothers, your fathers, your caretakers. You are being commissioned by God in your assignments. Some of you it is like battle assignments, but these are battles that you are meant to be in on the tops of your mountains in the feet and the, the assignments that God has given you and birthed and put in you as dreams. You're about to come into your dreams and into the place that you've always been called, the center of his plan to build with him and dream with him. You're coming into your dreams. You're coming into your destiny. 
And I pronounce that right now over you in the name of Jesus before heaven and earth. Rise up, great and mighty army. <laughs> Rise up, great and mighty, mighty ones. The new kinds of soldiers, the new kinds of army, Lord, that will lead and create and build and plant with you. And I feel to just say right now to you, O oh God, I present to you this day, your people, your warriors. I present to you your army. These are your sons and your daughters. They are yours. And I bless them in Jesus' name. That's doing a lot in some of you guys right now. So just, um, man, if you're if you're driving on the road, I would pull pull on the side of the road. Whether you're listening to this live or afterwards, I would just pull over right now. Thank you, Lord. There's a song from Kim Clement that I've been drawn to. I don't want to interrupt this, but it's always there. He sings, I knew you long before you knew me. 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 I loved you long. Before you loved me, I knew you long before you knew me. I created you. Since I wrote a love song about the way you felt about me, I wrote a love song the way I felt about you and I wrote it with my own blood I wrote it with my own blood I love you long before you loved me I knew you long before you realized I would be a friend and I loved you then and I love you now, and nothing can change my mind. And I knew that day just who you would be in this day. I realized the Father gave me you that day. I realized I was writing a love song with my bride. That's why I say to you, you are mine and I am yours. Because I called you that day. Thank you, Lord. Hey, do you feel it? Do you hear it? It's the marching on the trees. He's coming for you and me. His sound is in the trees. Do you feel it? 
It's rising up in you and me. The sound of the Lord and his victory. Do you hear him? Do you hear him? Thank you, Lord. I am about to birth in your nation. <laughs> Something the likes of you've never seen. This is the time, this is the month, this is the season for my birthing. You see, my baby is this move. It's the birthing of my move. It's my spirit, it's my move. And you have the honor of being here to help me care. He's saying, will you care for my baby? This baby is vulnerable. This baby is coming. Will you have the honor of caring for my baby? For the birth announcement of heaven has come forth. Watch as sons and daughters are brought forth in this time. Watch as those who have dreamed to have children and babies. Watch them come. Watch those who have been adopted, who've been fostered, who have fostered, who have adopted, receive more anointing at this time. For this is the year of my baby. This is the time of my birthing. And I announce this to you. Thank you for having the honor of caring for my baby. Thank you. Thank you. And we talked about this in the Living from the Spirit series. If people remember, if you haven't watched it, I would go back, but just about waiting on the Lord. And so um, we're just, that's what we're doing is, um, you know, going into this episode, I just really felt like I kept hearing the word sound, sound, like God wants to release a sound. Um, and I actually saw you singing, Andrea. So, um, but we're just going to sit here for a little bit longer and see if um, the Lord wants to do something else. There's some of you guys that are in um, a really intimate place with the Lord right now. And um, I just feel the fear of the Lord. I'm not disrupting that by closing this out. So we're just going to sit here for just a couple more minutes and just see, see what the Lord does. Um, I know this is not we don't do this all the time, but I really feel like we're supposed to. So we're just going to sit here. And Andre, if you get anything else, by all means, please continue. Yeah. I just feel like God is speaking so many things to you. Many of you take note of this day and this moment. Write down this date and this moment. A line has been drawn. A baby is joyous when born. It, there's a celebration. That's why we celebrate birthday parties. <laughs> Happy birthday to you who are out there today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to the, what the Lord is doing. A baby is a celebration. It's a gift. A baby is a gift. And for a momentary time, there's brief, there's that pain and and I know many of you out there can speak to that. But the moment of birth is about to come to many of you. 
in many ways. Some is literal, babies being born. Some is your dreams. Some of it is the prayers and cries of your heart. Mm. I release right now healing, healing upon you, healing upon hearts, healing upon the hidden ones. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. But this is a time of great joy that is about to come. A joy that you've always longed for. God is about to show you the King of Kings, who he is as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. His enormity is about to take center stage. As this is likened unto the times where the Messiah would be announced to be born. It could have been thought to come in a different way than Jesus did. But he came in a hidden way. He came in a way that was not expected. And it was magnificent. And it was purposeful, intentional from the beginning of the time of God creating heaven, earth, and God creating you. As is the intentionality of what he is birthing right now. He chose this moment in time, this 2022, this year of the double portions, this year of the open doors, for this to happen. And he chose for this time to be what's happening in you. Thank you, Jesus. Let it come, Lord. Let it be. Let it be. Okay. Now, if some of you guys still need take some time with the Lord, um, I would strongly encourage that. Um, I just heard in my spirit, go till an hour and 28 minutes, and we just got there. Uh, start just being obedient. Um, um, yeah, people, please send Andrea um, testimonials about what the Lord did in you during this time. Um, we do this kind of stuff willingly, but hearing those testimonies really does, it means a lot. Um, and so, you know, you can comment in the comment section down below, but obviously you can mention in the live chat. Um, but then also write Andrea personally. Um, I believe I've got her. Yeah. In the a link in the description or that her emails in the description and that's Andrea Hobart 414 at gmail.com. Right. That's, that's the right. One. Okay. That's, that's right. the one. Um, Andrea, I, I just think you are absolutely great. And I just, um, when you sing, there's God releases breakthrough in people. And so, um, I, um, I just, I really felt that as you started singing, there was just something being released, um, through, through your voice. And so, um, I just wanted to give you that encouragement, um, you know, just to keep, keep doing that. <laughs> you do it anyways, you know, so. I know it's so funny. Like, I guess, 
occasionally breaking out in song on these broadcasts is not such a bad thing, especially no. if it hits, it hits. And Kim Clement is definitely somebody that his words are coming to fruition left and right. And wow, the songs that he sings are so relevant to today and the songs that the Holy Spirit leads and does. So Amen. thank you, Jesus. This was fully, fully the Holy Spirit able to help help me and help us today. And, yeah. and I know that there are so many of you out there that this was directly for you. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And some of you, what God did right now, he's actually going to carry on throughout the entire weekend. So be expectant of that. Be mindful of that. Um, and really press in with the Lord during this weekend. Um, some of you guys, God is really shaping something within you right now. And it's like this ball of clay that you kind of see the outline now, but God wants to give it to you in full detail. Um, and it's something pertaining to future events, part of your destiny and what God wants to do with you on this earth. So be excited, be expectant, press into that. Uh, and, and then send us testimonies of what God yes, did. Yes, I want to hear. <laughs> thank you so much, everybody, for being with us. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Bless so, SierraCaresFoundation.org. If any of you guys want to donate to that, head over there, donate the amount that God has pressed on your heart. Andrea, how can people follow you and just your day to day goodness? Well, I am on uh, Instagram and Facebook, and um, that's kind of kind of it right now, other than my email. Um, I have a heart to do more, but right now that's, that's it. And I'm even sort of taking some breaks from that. So if I don't respond right away, um, please know that I'm not ignoring you. Yeah, you're not, uh, you're but yeah, I, um, I've shared, I shared bits and pieces on there and, um, yeah, you know, like a lot of us, that's just, there's, some pivoting and transitioning happening. And I'm not exactly sure what it all is, but I'm just excited that we're on this journey together. God's got so many amazing things ahead. So Amen. I'd love to connect with you out there. Please, yes, search me out and follow. I'd love that. There we go. Andrea, thank you so much. This thank is great. You, Jeff. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for Jeff. your vulnerability, you know, your openness, um, yielding to the spirit, your obedience, all of that. I just celebrate, celebrate that in you. So. Can I say one more thing? Mm -hmm. I'll keep it very, very short. Yeah, you're good. You're good. This is for you, Jeff. Oh, wow. It's for uh, Lauren. It's for Julie, Illumination, Steve. I'm going to name off just the ones I know. Paul, Mariah, Emily, the Wilhelms, Michael, um, now Lori and Mike, Sally. Mm -hmm. I know your accountant, but I, I don't know all the names, but so many people and those that I didn't name that are part of what you're doing. Ruth, Vicky. Some yeah. of these are very, have been very hidden. Mm -hmm. And some of you are about your, there's medals of honor and gifting gifts and awards. And there's also new beautiful things. And, and I see rewards coming. And I, I feel that some of it will be turned inside out a little bit where you will be known even more. Um, how amazing that Lauren was on your broadcast recently too. I but, but I just bless you with that because I did feel that was really highlighted to say that about you. God's got so many things for those that make this possible that are behind the scenes that some of us will never or haven't seen their faces. Um, I know Julie has been a big part of that and many, many, many. So I just bless all of what God's doing in you and what he's about to do. Oh. 
in, through, and for you. Amen. Amen. We receive it. Everybody celebrate Vicky in the comments. The yes, moderator. Vicky. <laughs> Vicky's amazing. She's uh, definitely part of this team. She's she's absolutely amazing. So everybody celebrate her in the comments right now. Go. Um, all right, Andrea, have an amazing weekend. Thank you again. Thank you so much. I can't wait till we get to do this again. This is great. Me too. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, everybody, that's our show. It's Friday, which means you get the weekend. Have an amazing weekend. Join us on Monday. We're having a, a new guest on, and it's going to be a zinger. It is all about blowing the lid off of the psychedelic drug abuse epidemic in our country and in the world. And it's really awesome that we actually had this episode today, Andrea, where the Holy Spirit really just showed up because that's what people are chasing. They're chasing that thing that only God can fill. They're chasing that mm -hmm. through psychedelics and what that opens you up to in the spiritual realm is horrible. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to be talking all about that with my guest on Monday. His name's Joshua Zakoff, I believe. Unless it's pronounced another way, I'll let you know on Monday when he's on the show and I pronounce it right. So um, it's going to be a great show, you guys. Um, so tune in on Monday, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Have an amazing weekend, guys, and we'll see you on Monday. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.